Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hello, amazing people. Welcome to episode 45, a very special one for International Women's Day. I am recording this from my local co-working space, which is run by an amazing woman called Grace and her lovely husband, Reed, and they have opened their doors today and filled the place with incredible local women, Um, and they're all out there chatting and connecting and just being their amazing selves, running their businesses, Um, and I'm in here recording a podcast, so it feels very, you know, on brand to be talking to you today about how you can lessen your load and stop working so hard because every woman I know that is running a business or not running a business, you know, they may have a side hustle, they may have a full-time job. Every woman I know is working too damn hard. Um, And it's something that is ingrained in our DNA after generations and generations of, um, you know, the patriarchal systems that we live in. So today, yes, I may I may get a little bit ranty. I may, you know, swing from big topic to big topic. And I may, you know, share some views that will, you know, trigger a response with you or help you find a way to work less. Now, I am not trying to solve all the problems of the world with the stuff that I'm going to talk about today. But I am hoping that this is the start of a conversation with yourself, primarily, with other women in your network, with your partners, all with the aim to lessen your load that you are carrying, because I know that you are. I work so, so, so closely with so many um, incredible women at all stages of their business, from you know pre-launch, have, without a product, you know, working on their product, through to, you know, getting their first 10K months right through to their first million dollar year and beyond. And each and every one of you, including myself, is working too damn hard. And a lot of the time that is actually stopping us from reaching that next level of success. But also, it's stopping us from actually enjoying what we're doing. I know I can speak from personal experience, and it's something that I talked about to my um, students this week, um, which is January and February for me personally was a shocker. You know, there was too many things going on, COVID, school holidays, and I think I've talked about it in the podcast in the past few weeks as well. And I started to really not enjoy working and also being mum. And that's a really crappy place to be. And it helped me make some 
you know, big changes and some decisions, which I'm going to share a couple of them today. So I could stop working so hard and I could start enjoying myself again. And I have a lot of conversations with, with you all. So I know this is something that you're you know, struggling with and, and living with and sitting in right now. So that is why I'm coming to you today on International Women's Day with these um, helpful suggestions on how you can stop working so hard. So with that, let's get stuck in. So my first way you can stop working so hard is, drumroll, mindset and self-belief, working on your mindset and growing your self-belief. Now, I know this isn't, you know, a practical how-to, you know, checklist uh, to start off with. And I know you guys love that kind of stuff, but it's something that's really important and we don't carve out enough time to work on our mindset. And I know hearing that word mindset from a coach will set eyeballs rolling because it totally would for me too. Um, but just hear me out. So success, reaching your success, whatever that looks like to you, which is a whole other podcast in itself, um, what success looks like to you, reaching that. If you can't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in yourself enough to get to that success, then who will? There's this uh, awesome quote by Mel Robbins, who's an author, um, and you've probably seen it on TikTok or, TikTok or Instagram. Um, it's a long quote, but it basically says, no one is coming. You know, no one is coming to save you. No one is coming to push you. No one is going to come. And in this you know, context, no one's going to come and give you self-belief and confidence. And then sadly, you know, women's value has been diminished over generations and generations and generations. And even today, it still is. And we'll touch on that in a minute. So we, we do, we lack confidence and belief in our, in ourself, our worthiness and our value that what we're bringing to the world, what we have to contribute. And this, of course, not only impacts you know, how we feel and our happiness within ourselves, but how far we take our businesses and how much income we, we earn uh, and where we can really go. Uh, and, you know, in e-commerce, our earning potential is limitless once we get, you know, the, the nuts and bolts sorted. Um, it's limitless. But the, and sometimes the only thing that's stopping you from getting there is you, unfortunately, how we feel about ourselves and our mindset about growth. So what do we do when we don't believe in ourselves as women? Well, we get really busy trying to prove it to other people. <laughs> we start doing everything ourselves. We're working hard. We work longer hours. We're trying to people please left, right and center. We seek validation through you know, other people's opinions or popularity on Instagram, comparing ourselves. We're trying to win an invisible competition with other women or with other brands. We are hiding our true gifts and we're trying to fit in and grow our businesses or do our marketing or you know, create things, brands that we think others want us to be or do and not what we truly want to be or do. 
So self-belief and confidence isn't something we can or should or get from others. It comes from within and it's not an overnight easy fix. It's not something that you can create a to-do list for. It's something that's uncomfortable and confronting and challenging, but something that we work at day by day, bit by bit, um, when we can. So my only advice to you is if you're suffering, you know, from lack of self-belief, what what's something that you can do to help you move through that? You know, heal the past traumas, confront what is really holding you back and start, you know, start working on that. It's like I said, it's not an overnight fix, but you know, the most simplest way, if you're lacking confidence or belief in yourself or, you know, lacking that growth mindset, like, yes, what I have created has the potential to bring limitless potential, limitless income. Here's a tip is start trying to journal. So grab a pen and a paper and each morning spend five minutes writing anything that comes to mind and take it from there. I'll post some other journal prompts and um, uh, some guides in the show notes to help take you on that journey of growing your self-belief and mindset. Or, you know, drop into my DMs as something that I definitely work with my clients on um, and overcoming that is a process. Okay, so number two, hiring and outsourcing. So I'm going to cut to the chase here because you know I like to come at, come to you with practical, uh, straight-to-the-point help. If you're trying to do everything yourself to save money, you're still going to be paying for that. It, it is still going to cost you. You may not be paying with your cash money, but you will be paying with your time and your energy which is far more valuable to you than money because your time is time away from your family and your energy is a precious commodity. So trying to do everything yourself at some point will slowly start slowing you down as you become the bottleneck to your business. From my experience, um, you know, e-commerce businesses, when they're running in an effective way and they're, and they're you know, hitting some um, goals, the biggest reason for them to take that next step to scale is that they don't have the people power to do it. And also, I should mention the systems to do it. Because once you've got the people power, you also need to, to give them systems and procedures to implement and grow without you doing it. So hiring and outsourcing obviously is the first step to growth, removing you from, you know, the being the doer of all things, the jacker of all trades, the, you know, the hamster on the wheel, running and grinding, getting everything done. We want to remove you from that position and replace you with people that have those skills and can do that at, you know, a smaller uh, investment because your time is worth a lot as the CEO of your business, the, you know, the strategy, the growth, um, that's what you need to be focusing on, not the doing every day. So yes, hiring and outsourcing is a steep learning curve and it can be, you know, fraught with challenges, but I really really recommend you take it slow and do it from a place of purpose, not panic. 
I can't tell you how many people tell me they've hired, you know, X, Y, and Z or outsourced this and that and seen very little results or worse, they've been ripped off completely. And that's because, you know, nine times out of 10, they may have rushed into it because they're worried that they're being left behind or that they're not doing something or that they've got to fix something immediately and they're throwing money at a problem because they're stressed. And this really works out. And I'm putting my hand up right now. I am very guilty of this. I've done it before. And I, it lost me well over 10K, which isn't a great deal of money, but it is also a significant amount of money um, because I rushed into something and I hired the wrong person. I didn't do my due diligence and I trusted far too much. But that's a whole other podcast episode as well. So I want you to remember this. When you are hiring and outsourcing, hire slow and fire fast. Hiring slow is sitting down and getting clear on what you want, what that picture looks like when it's working beautifully and create a plan back from there. Is it someone internal? Is it, an, is it outsourcing? What does it look like? Before you even talk to anyone about any opportunity or any agreement or any job, you as the CEO need to know what that ideal outcome looks like, aka your objective for hiring this person. You can't expect someone to figure that out uh, and you can't expect an agency to care as much as you do. They only care about doing what they're hired to do. They don't care how it really gets done or what how it impacts in your business or how much it costs, really. They won't care. You need to care about that. The buck stops with you as the CEO. You need to know what that role looks like, the budget you have for it, and most importantly, the type of person who will work with your business or inside your business. So this is their personality type, you know, their character, um, what, you know, their passion, their values. You can teach most things to a very passionate person who meets your values and who you want to hang out with, you know, five days a week or three days a week or one day a week, but you can't teach those things. You can't teach passion. You can't teach, you know, believing in your mission, you can't teach honesty. So just think about that before, way before you hand over anyone money, you sign on any dotted lines uh, because, yeah, hiring and uh, and firing is, is wholly and solely your responsibility. But in saying that, it can completely change your business. You know, imagine not doing like waking up and only doing what you want to do in your business day in, day out, what lights you up instead of doing a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of that and a whole ton of things that you don't want to be doing and that doesn't light you up. Because success, like I said before, depending on what that looks like to you, success is income and profit, but it's also how you spend your days. You know, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Can you do pick up and drop off and still feel like you're you know, kicking goals inside your business. Do you want to go to the gym three days a week? That is all a successful business that we need to look at when we're hiring and outsourcing and growing our business. Okay, so number three is a big one. Lighten the load at home. So 
unpaid work at home. This is a big topic and we won't solve it in one podcast episode because it runs so deep and it is systemic. I'm sure this conversation will resonate with all the working parents and guardians um, that are listening. But the physical and mental load a working parent carries is a heavy one, but far more so for a female. Women undertake more than 75% of unpaid work in the world and 89% of households in the world. Women and girls perform the majority of the household chores. So that's, you know, food shopping, meal prep, lunchbox packing, cleaning, caring for children, pets. It's easily a full-time position, if not two full-time positions. But you guys, we are doing that as well as sometimes full-time work, sometimes part-time work and growing an e-commerce business or full-time in our e-commerce business. So this unseen and undervalued workload done by women in the home means that we have less time for education and for learning and upskilling, delegating, hiring, generating income and growing our business. And really to think clearly, you know, the more time we're spending on thinking about folding laundry, getting kids to after school activities, packing lunches, if they brush their teeth, you know, we are stressing out and stress doesn't help anything or anyone. The percentage of men performing this unpaid work is much lower than the percentage of women doing these tasks. So how can we make changes, start making changes at home so women, you and I can thrive and not just barely survive? And I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you what has been helping for me recently and what I have seen help for others. So first of all, it starts with valuing yourself and the work that you do and the value of your business, that the fact that it's not a hobby or a side hustle, it's a business that you have spent a lot of time and effort and heart and soul to create into something. So you need to value that as something that you know, takes time and and should get time and should get help. So that goes back to point number one. How you view yourself is the first step towards making bigger change for yourself. And the next tip I have is if if you do have a partner, you need to be sitting down and having a conversation with them, which can be much easier said than done. But all agreements, business or personal, can be improved by either having a conversation or coming to a new agreement. How can you plan, for example, the week to balance the workload between you more? For my partner and I, we've had to have so, so, so many conversations about this. And when I say conversations, I really mean, you know, emotional breakdowns from me. (laughs) And sometimes it works really well. And sometimes it's very, very hard, those conversations. But if we don't communicate how we're feeling and that we're struggling and that we need help and we deserve help, no one knows and things just keep on going the way they are. So this might look like setting a routine that works for both of your jobs. We purchased a monthly and weekly magnet planner that sits on our fridge. You've probably probably seen it in the back of my reels, me being silly in reels in the kitchen. 
Um, and shout out to Sharon from Organising Life Beautifully. She has the most amazing magnet planners, including, I think it's called a home command center. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's awesome. So you could have that on the the fridge like we do and each Sunday we aim we don't do it every Sunday because you know life we're normal things slip by but each Sunday we talk about what our individual priorities are for the week like do I do I want to go to the gym twice a week or you know does he have to go to the city or what's you know I'm recording a podcast at 8 a.m like juggling the week's priorities and physically mapping them out on the fridge together works really well and it's basically splitting the unpaid work between us because 50-50, man, they put 50% in, we put 50% in. Well, we, you know, physically we did a lot more, but, you know, that needs to translate into the day-to-day home, especially if we're both working. So then my next tip is outsourcing in the home, which is a little more tricky and obviously takes a little bit more effort and investment. But start small. So we started small last year after years of asking, even though I shouldn't have been asking, but I did. We finally got a cleaner. So we only we started out with once a month, but it was so worth it. Now, as our income has grown, you know, the, the cleaner comes weekly. But sometimes if we need to pull back, you know, I'll change it to fortnightly. And again, that's just having a conversation and coming to an agreement with the cleaner. Everything can be fixed with a conversation and a new agreement. (laughs) So the next one is laundry. So this is something my mum friends swear by. Once a week they take their dirty laundry. You know, some do it on a Saturday or some do it on a Friday, depending on when their work hours. And they hand it over to a laundromat to wash, dry and fold into the most lovely, little, neat piles of beautiful smelling clothes. I did this a few times when we were renovating and I can tell you it was bloody joyous. Now that, you know, couple of loads of washing, maybe like $40, $60 a week, let's just say. So if you're thinking, oh, I couldn't possibly afford that, think about, okay, well, how many products would you have to sell to afford that uh, role to be outsourced each week? Most likely, some of you are the average order value is probably seventy or hundred, seventy or hundred dollars. So that's one order that you need to sell to pay for that laundry service. Now imagine how many hours you're spending on washing. I know for me, I'll do some during the week and some on a Saturday and probably some more on a Sunday. And I know my partner does too. Now, if I put a, a a value next to those hours, it would be a ton more than $40 to $60. So that's one idea. Okay, the next one is to do with the kids. So get help with the kids. If you're lucky enough to to have grandparents who are willing to help or siblings that can help out, you know, pick the kids up from school with their kids, you know, once a week, take it, ask for it, do it. You know, there's no medal for... um, you know, saying, oh, no, thanks, I'm okay. You know, if someone is saying, let me help, take it. We personally have no family help. And because we did a sea change when we had babies, like six years ago, it took several years to create a local network that we could ask for help. Even now, there's probably one or two families that we call on when we need help. 
Um, like, for example, when we had COVID, someone went and picked up our shopping for us. And so when I first started my business, I used to hire help for, for the kids. Like, they were babies. I didn't have childcare. So I found a teenage babysitter in a fa- Facebook group, and she used to come over for a couple of hours while I could get something done. And as the kids got older, um, we could do that more frequently, teenage babysitters, or... Uh, we now have a nanny. So that started in the Christmas school holidays. We only have her for one day a week for four hours, but it's a day that I know that I can have a completely full day of work. Plus, not only is she minding the kids, she's prepping uh, the, the meal for the kids and for us. She's doing light chores. And that's about, you know, put it into context because I like to put things into context that's about a hundred dollars and for me I can get a full day's work like from 8 a.m or you know 8 30 to 7 30 because I work my hours are you know school drop off which is about nine to school pick up which is about 2 30 so very short hours but one day a week I can work a full day and it's incredible what you can actually do when you don't have to be running around like a headless chook. And that again, that's $100 for four hours for you know one week. So what, how many orders would you have to sell to get that? So if you combine nanny, laundry, and cleaning, the hours that you have to not only focus on your business, but to help yourself, you know, keep yourself mentally and physically healthy and well. Um, I think that's a really good one. And you know, <laughs> Women, we bloody need permission to do absolutely everything. So this is your permission, ladies. Go and find one of those things or all of those things to help you in the home because you deserve it. We can't do everything. You shouldn't be having to do everything. And we need to create change step by step in our homes and in society so women aren't doing as much paid, unpaid work as we currently are. Okay, ranty one, done. So the fourth one is is getting help with your direction and your focus. So getting support with your business. We've talked about our, our mindset. We've talked about inside the home. We've talked about outsourcing. But what say if you're absolutely stuck and struggling and working too hard because you don't have a plan or you don't know where to focus first. And this is a big one because, you know, the months can fly away. We're working incredibly busy, incredibly hard, but we kind of stop and we think, oh my gosh, what, hang on, what am I working towards? What are my goals? What do I actually want to create? Am I on track? And this is because you are working really hard, being too busy without a plan, without direction, without knowing where to focus our time and effort. So if you can invest in support from a business coach, a marketing coach, someone like myself, Um, or join a group program or, you know, find a business friend that you admire who have had success in a way that you also want to have success. Make sure you, you know, get good quality advice. Someone to help you see the, you know, the um, gaps and opportunities. So, when we are stuck in the thick of it, we can't see right what's right in front of us. So if you aren't in the position to get some help, here is some tips to find more clarity. So you want to 
carve out some time where you're not answering emails, you're not packing orders, you don't have alerts coming in your phone, you're not looking at Instagram, take a day off or a half day off, sit down and come up with a plan. What I want you to do is think about how you want to feel in the next 12 months, what you want to be doing, what you want to be creating and how much you want to be earning Think about those key areas, write down one to two things under each of those headings and then start mapping that out into a plan of attack. So the the what is what you want, how you want to feel and the how is going, okay, in the next 12 months, what does that actually look like? What are the steps I need to take in order to get there? You want to be sticking to that plan and reviewing your progress against those things that you spent time and effort writing down. So don't just write them down and forget about them. Keep on reviewing them, track your progress. And remember, doing everything, trying to attract everybody, launching hundreds of different things every month, week, is going to overwhelm you. So I want you to remember, fewer, bigger, better. Focusing on a small amount of things at any given time is going to allow you to see more results and have more impact as opposed to doing a ton of tiny little things, stretching yourself out, tiring yourself out and not seeing those big results. So that is four ways to stop working so damn hard. I hope that helped in some little way. If it did or if you had an aha moment, please reach out to me on Instagram and let me know what what kind of hit, hit home for you. I would love to know and chat to you. Uh, also leave a review on iTunes, a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Tell your business friends because sharing is caring. And if you would like my help, there's two ways I can help right now. I've got an e-commerce marketing strategy done in a day service, whereas I actually spend about two days mapping out, researching, planning your entire marketing strategy for you. So the only thing you need to concentrate on is implementing. Um, And the other way I can help you is through Ecom Grow Strong, which is my 10-week group coaching live course, which is currently underway. We're up to week three, winning website week. And these round of ladies are just, whoa, they are just blowing my mind. Um, So that opens up again in June 2022. Go to my website, lisaburn.com.au or ecomgrowstrong.com and add your name to the wait list so I can tell you when those doors open and if you are super keen you can pick up the early bird uh, special price where you save $200 and get get extra goodies so June will be here before you know it um It's a perfect time to get ready for the end of the year, which is Q4, the biggest time for online shopping. And you want your ducks beautifully in a row and you want systems and processes and strategies to help you get there and to help you stop working so hard. So that's what I'm here for. It was so lovely to be with you on this very special International Women's Day. I hope you're having a beautiful week and I'll speak to you soon. Love, love, love.